Quick Race Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. Episode 38. It is back. CFB, DFS for now it is. And this is the week two night slate. Let's get to it. A six-game board. All right, welcome in one and all. Hopefully you are cashing your day contests as we speak or approaching it. And this is going to be a preview of the night contest. It is a six-game board. We're just going to jump in, go game by game, hopefully uh, relatively quickly here, and you will feel ready to crush the night contest and take down a GPP. So here we go. First game, it is UTEP at Texas. Uh, awesome line here. Texas minus 43 over under of 59. Uh, basically like a 46-13 type projection if you're keeping score at home there. So this is one of the teams that is going to be, Texas that is, uh, in that range of five to six touchdowns. So a lot of interest here which is why the prices on Sam Ellinger, their starting quarterback, are the way they are. And uh, let's talk a little UTEP first. So I think there's a little bit of value at receiver in Jacob Cowing and Justin Garrett, um, just because their prices are okay. But again, when you have a team that projects a score, maybe one or two touchdowns, it's, it's tough to uh, dive in on a slate like this. I think I can find uh, other options even cheaper elsewhere that can provide a higher upside, and we're going to get to those uh, later. So, um, yeah, just not interested in um, UTEP a whole lot. They got they they actually had a close game, a win last week against Stephen F. Austin. So, you know, uh, it's just uh, it's tough. So let's move on to Texas, where there's going to be a lot more intrigue, and I think the big story is that wide receiver for Texas. You have. Um, their wide receiver one projected to be Jake Smith is out. Devin Duvernay, last year's stud, and Colin Johnson are gone. Um, in steps in Brennan Eagles. He was beat out by a grad transfer, Tariq Black, who um, is slated to be the starter. Super talented, huge recruit for U of M years ago. Never really uh, lived up to expectations there. Some of it was injuries. Some of it was uh, Michigan quarterback sucks. So... Um, We'll see. I think it's interesting to see that he already beat out Brennan Eagles, who was productive last year and was a, a downfield target for Sam Ellinger, who loves to throw those back shoulder throws to big receivers on the sidelines. That's exactly uh, the type of receiver that Tariq Black is. Um, he can go up and do the one-on-one -on -one balls, and he's uh, got great speed on the outside. So uh, I think he's an interesting play. Even uh, better, my favorite person to kind of uh, emerge or kind of infuse themselves into that Duvernay role that was so uh, productive last year. And I don't expect him to be like Duvernay necessarily, but Jordan Winnington is the guy right now, I think, to target tonight because um, he's going to take what probably Jake Smith would be having, who's the number one wideout who's out with an injury. Former five-star recruit, price tag 4100 Definitely my favorite or one of my favorite building block pieces for the slate. And then there's also uh, Joshua Moore, who's supposed to be really talented as well. He's coming off a suspension in 2019, so he's expected to get um, his first look at action here uh, with Ellinger, quarterback. 
Uh, but again, his price a little bit stiffer, and uh, I just like the Whittington price and upside in this game. So Whittington is my favorite guy there. As far as running backs go, it's hard to trust Texas RBs just because Ellinger almost operates as the de facto goal line running back. Uh, they do a lot of quarterback powers when they are, you know, first and goal at five or six or whatever. That's kind of one of their go-to um, plays. So uh, that's why it's, it's difficult. I, I think Keontae Ingram is super talented uh, and it can be very productive. He's also effective as a pass catcher. It's just hard with the touchdowns to uh, trust him, especially when you're paying the price you're paying for him. And there's another guy that I like later on who's cheaper and I think is much, much better. We'll get to that. Let's get out of this game, go to uh, Missouri State at Oklahoma. I don't know if there even is a line. I saw a total around 67. Do with it what you want. Let's just uh, get Missouri State out of the way. We're out on them. I'm not going to even... I tried to actually look into some of their players and, you know, to try to convince myself of something. Uh, look, they were 1-10 last year. I looked at their game logs. A lot of the, their games in, in conference against, like, South Dakota State or whatever, they're, like, barely getting a guy to 50 rushing yards or receiving yards. So, look, it's like... This, is, this isn't like... Uh, it's just, just not... Let's stop talking about it. All right. Here's the deal. Oklahoma's a story. Now, the big deal for them, um, obviously Spencer Rattler is a new quarterback uh, for them. We all know uh, he, the capabilities they have on offense at the quarterback position, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. Of course, we want to play him. The big story for them is running backs. So, Trey Sermon, transfer, out. Brooks Kennedy, opt out for this year. Ramonde Stevenson, suspended. That was their top leading rushers from last year. Um, Pledger is expected to be the main guy, but is just um, now breaking news that he appears to be out of tonight's game, making Marcus Major the projected starter. Um, great value there is priced around 5,100. What I think is even more um, intriguing here, and I, I really actually digging deep on these games, because we know what happens with the game flow, and I think this afternoon we saw a good example of that in the West Virginia game, we talked about how valuable some of those backup running backs could be. And you know it's going to be the same way here. I mean, this could be literally an entire second half of backup. So even a guy like Marcus Major, who's now starting, do you really want him if he doesn't score one of those first or second or third touchdowns in the first half? He may not be, he may not return very much value. So what I'm trying to say is the third guy in the depth chart's true freshman four-star Texas, Seth McGowan. He's 3K, bare minimum price. And I actually think he makes a lot of sense as a kind of a game flow hero for this slate. And I think something definitely worth considering because of the price and what he allows you to do with the other positions when he uh, gives you so much cap room. So um, Seth McGowan might be my most intriguing play of this entire um, game here. I'm not going to go into the receivers. We all know who they are. Uh, play them all over the place. They'll be fine. So uh, let's get out of the air and go to Clemson at Wake Forest. Over, under, or sorry, line, Clemson minus 33, over, under of 60. So on the Wake side, um, it's just tough here. There's no Jamie Newman from last year who was a really productive quarterback along with Sage Surratt who was opting out, which was their stud receiver. So it makes... It really difficult to trust anything here. 
Uh, again, this game projects as a, yeah, like a 46-14, similar to kind of that Texas score. So, you know, if there's a team that's projected to get one or two touchdowns, it's going to be hard to pay for any of their guys um, just with such limited upside. I have other places I think I'd rather shop. So um, just kind of out on wake, not, not really uh, tempting here. So the real story, Clemson wide receivers without T. Higgins and now Justin Ross, the other stud receiver who's uh, had an unfortunate injury. He's out for season. So that leaves the obvious choice of Mari Rogers to fill in and be kind of one of the go-to guys for Trevor Lawrence. He is more of a shiftier, smaller slot guy. Definitely has a lot of um, game-breaking ability, but I don't know how much he'll play on the outside. So I think that's where the real story is. And here's the candidates to uh, get the increased opportunity to take advantage. It's Joseph Nada or Nagata. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But anyway, he uh, really talented, supposed to be um, a taller, athletic guy who can catch balls on the outside, those back shoulder throws. And then it's Frank Ladson Jr. and Cornell Powell are the other options expected to get a lot of opportunity. My favorite is Ladson Jr. Uh, he was regarded as 2019's top Clemson recruit by many, ranked 36 overall prospect by ESPN in the country that year. And it's the price, right? I mean, he's 4,900. Nagata is 6,500. Who's to say that that shouldn't be switched around? We've never seen these guys play with Lawrence. We don't know really too much about who's been getting the better performances in, in the camp. So I, I just, look, they're both high recruits, really talented. I'll just take the guy who's 4,900 and roll. Uh, so I, I like him a lot at 4,900. That's all I really have on this game just because, yeah, I'm not going to say you should play Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne. Um, you get it. We all know. Uh, LJ Dixon also something to consider as like a game flow guy as the backup running back there for Clemson. He could be really nice value as well. Let's move on to Western Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville minus 11.5, total of 58. And for Western Kentucky on that side, uh, the loss of QB Ty Story and wide receiver Lucky Jackson is the big story. And who's going to step in and get that production or attempt to at least? Maryland transfer Terrell Pigrome is starting at quarterback for Western and uh, having been in the Midwest watching a lot of Big Ten football in my days um, I'm just going to do uh, it's a no for me. I'm going to pass there uh, just wasn't a very very productive in the pass game. Uh, decent with his legs but again I'm not really I, it just limits the upside I think of the receivers and the entire offense in general just because of um, the limitations he has in the pass game. So I think the best targets are Gage Walker at running back and Jacor Pearson at wide receiver and tight end Joshua Simon. Those are the guys who are going to get a majority of the work. Price upside just isn't there um, because of, again, the, the ceiling that Pagron puts on. I just don't really trust him. So the Louisville side is where we have some fun, right? Um, we all know from last season they were consistently in contests. And uh, when Mikhail Cunningham really emerged, uh, they proved numerous times that they're capable of putting up huge numbers on offense. And so, um, yes, deploy those at will. Um, you know the guys. It's Tutu Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick, Javion Hawkins. They're all um, capable of putting up huge numbers. And um, Hawkins looks to be in a great spot for a, a big year. But, of course, those are the guys that cost the money. So how do we get them? Well, besides Winnington or someone like, um, you know, 
Ladson Jr. for Clemson. As far as the cheaper targets, this is where we have some fun tonight. Now, last week, I did not post anything, but I did tweet out um, there was a six-game slate, and it was kind of all over the place as far as the teams involved. One of them happened to be Houston Baptist, and I did a little digging on them, and I liked what I saw, and um, I kind of said, hey, my, my favorite targets, I, I, you can go on Twitter and check it out. I like Billy Zapp or Zappy. I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. Uh, he He's the quarterback there, and um, he has some like legit NFL hype around him is this small college guy who could maybe make that leap and get drafted. And last week against North Texas, look, they got blown out and they're going to get blown out again. Um, certainly defensively, they're not going to be able to hold anyone down, a power five team especially. But um, look, Zap looks like he's has at least legitimate command of the offense and he isn't I don't know what you would think the Houston Baptist quarterback would look like, I guess. So he looks like he's uh, solid and can still be productive um, with their offense. And one of his favorite guys to go to is Jareth Stearns. This is the very uh, shifty slot guy. You're going to see him. He's number eight, I believe. Really small kid, but um, super shifty and super quick. They throw a lot of screens to him. He's definitely a great floor candidate for like five, six catches, probably 50, 60 yards, and uh, upside for more. And here's what I want to point out too about that game last week. So what's important to note is they got down 50 to 17 at the end of the third quarter to North Texas. They never took any of these guys out. Um, and I think it suggests that whatever schedule they have this year, whether it's you know eight, 10 games, I'm not sure what exactly it is. I think the coaches want to give the opportunity as much as possible to their their guys, no matter who they're playing and what circumstance it is. So I think even if they're they're down huge, they're going to play the whole game. I, I Based on last week, I think it will continue. Um, and when they after they got down 50-17, they had two super long touchdown drives, racked up a ton of fancy points. Zap got two more touchdowns. And he had a huge day uh, for fantasy-wise, and so did Stearns, and so did Ben Ratzloff, who was one of the uh, – caught a long touchdown that fourth quarter. So – Look, if they get three to four possessions against second and third stringers, yeah, they're going to add to their production. And they already had 17 points to begin with. So it wasn't like uh, Zapp and Stearns weren't already returning value that day at the end of the third quarter anyway. And frankly, DK has not adjusted the prices accordingly. I mean, these guys should be a little bit higher just because, um, look, they're starting and th their production is too high and too consistent um, and based on last week, it should just bump them up a little bit. So I'm going to continue to uh, ride this Houston Baptist train. I would love for you to come with me. Let's go over to the Texas Tech side of the ball. Uh, you have Alan Bowman back at QB. It's much more of a run-oriented offense um, with the new coaching staff in, in year two. And the top wideouts here are TJ Vasher, Eric Ezukama, and... Um, as the price would lead you to believe, right? They're, they're still very expensive. Dalton Riddington, Salton Valley at 5,200. I think the real question is Texas Tech's uh, running back situation and uh, who is the who's the backup who's going to be one of those game flow heroes, right? So here's the candidate. Xavier White, 4,200, sophomore with one carry last year. He's listed at second on the depth chart. Uh, Chidarius Townsend 
is a grad transfer from Bama who didn't really do much on the field in his time there at Bama. So uh, he's listed at third, not sure what to make of him. And the other candidate is Taj Brooks, who's a three-star true freshman. Um, I think Taj Brooks is a bare minimum 3K. So, uh, yeah, he's someone like uh, the Oklahoma running back that we talked about. I think uh, makes sense if you want to take a gamble on a game flow risk. I, they're definitely going to be up. I think they're going to – these are the type of games where – they're deciding whether they're going to redshirt people. They just kind of give everyone a chance to uh, get out in the field. So I think Brooks will definitely see carries and is worth considering if you're looking for just that bare bottom uh, piece to get you some solid return. Um, so that'll be the story there. Otherwise, you know, Sir Roderick Thompson, I think, is a great play. Um, I think he'll have the lion's share of the carries, has that workhorse role. He's really the only guy from last year that's returned to Zon Henry transferred. So, um, Thompson is the guy who really knows the system and the most and has by far, in a way, the most experience. So I expect a solid first half out of him. Uh, let's move on to the final game of the night. Coastal Carolina at Kansas. Kansas minus six, uh, over under 56 and a half. How bad must Kansas be? They're laying six to Coastal Carolina? <laughs> it's a Big 12 school. I was just a little surprised to see that. I thought, really? Uh, so look, here's the deal with this game. Starting QB is a question mark. Um, actually on both sides and I think uh, both may even play so it's gonna be hard to uh, trust any of the quarterback plays here I, I think we know where else we want to go there so I'm not going to talk about them a lot Puka is the only Jayhawk I trust because of that and I do like him a lot still because I think he has that great role uh, there's a lot of game flow risk he catches passes so he's definitely a guy he has it all I think 6300 is even probably uh, lower than he should be, to be honest. So I, I think he should be more up around 7K every week, especially in a solid matchup like this. So, um, yeah, Puka's the only guy in Kansas I want. And what about the Coastal Carolina Chanteliers? I think that's the ch Chanteliers. I don't know. I'm not even sure what that means, but, yeah, Coastal Carolina Chanteliers. What about them, you ask? Well, thank you. So we know that um, the quarterback situation is murky and to stay away from that. But the strength of this option attack team is their O-line. They have four returning starters. Um, I think there is some decent value with Javon Haihilai and wide receiver Isaiah Likely, or, or sorry, tight end Isaiah Likely. Uh, they're the most productive pass catchers last year, and their prices are decent, so could have some solid value here. But the real story, and the guy I talked about, um, or was thinking about when we said, Hey, there's a guy that costs less than Keontae Ingram, who I'd much rather have, is C.J. Marable. He is the cowbell running back for Coastal Carolina. He's returned for his senior season. Hugely productive, huge part of their offense, catches passes. He's the goal line back. He's all, he barely comes off the field. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to have him everywhere. He's kind of like my favorite uh, running back play of the board, kind of like a, a Brees Hall. There's no game flow risk. Um, it just has everything you want for the slate. So CJ Marable will be everywhere for me, and that is it. That's all I wanted to say about the board, the six games, uh, Houston Baptist, Coastal Carolina. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, we're having fun. So, um, hey, good luck to you out there, and uh, we'll see you next time.